0: Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au.
1: Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome Welcome to Winners with with Gareth Hall. Yes, this is Winners on uh, the Saturday the 20th of May. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN Track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Gareth Hall with you, and it is a big show coming your way. We'll be catching up with Jules Valence in just a moment for opening Bell. And we're trying something a little bit different today. Well, Miles Fitzner might have inspired us yesterday on SEN track. one 235548 Oscar says he's got some great prizes to give away. So the best callers this morning. We'll open up the lines a little later on in this hour. If you've got a question, maybe an opinion that you want to let us know, and you might have heard some mail. Regarding today's racing, so let us know one we Would love to hear from you, but we'll analyse all of the markets first of all around the country ahead of a big day of racing with Jules, and then we'll catch up with all of our experts a little later on. Looking forward to catching up with James Jordan to preview Goodwood Day there in Adelaide. Um, we'll preview the Morpherville card a little later on as well. Of course, it's Sturman Cup Day there today. Um, We'll have a look at that Flemington card. We're back racing at Rose Hill this afternoon, so that's good to see racing back in uh, the metropolitan part of Sydney for a Saturday afternoon. And plus there's some feature racing across the harness and also the Greyhound codes um, today and tonight. And then it's race card after 11 o'clock with Nicholas Quinn. But it's uh, three minutes past nine. You're with Gareth Hall here on Winners, thanks to Kilmore Toyota and also Picklebet. But let's get stuck into the opening bell.
0: The Opening Bell with Julian Valance and Jack Dickens.
1: Jules, good morning to you, mate. How's things on this Saturday morning? It's a wet old day in Melbourne. It's been raining all night in Adelaide, so it might be interesting to see how these tracks play in those particular states. And they tell me it's dry conditions, thank God, in Brisbane. So we're on a soft track there at the moment, but hopefully we might even get a little bit of an improvement there this afternoon ahead of the Dubin Cup.
0: Yeah, g'day, Gaz. Yeah, it's really important, I think, for the punters out there to understand that uh, Adelaide in particular has had 15 mils overnight. So um, they're on a soft seven, which I think really impacts a few of these races, probably even in particular the Goodwood with some horses that really relish a wet track and some would probably prefer a dry track. So plenty of movement. There'll be plenty of movement throughout the day once I think the bigger punters realise the times and whether they match up with the soft track stuff and, and we look at Flemington for an example. I mean, they only had two mills last night, yet they've already got it straight into a soft five, which means we're probably bordering on that already. So if they were to get, you know, another five mils or something throughout the day, then you'd think we're probably playing on a, a six, even a seven. So it's important uh, to work out what these times are doing, especially throughout the day, I think, guys.
1: It was been an interesting week because in, at Flemington in Melbourne, we thought that we wouldn't get that rain that we got say last night, even today in Adelaide, we definitely didn't think we would get that much rain. And just watching the footy last night, it started to bucket down and they're in the deep into the soft range today. And then in Brisbane, they had some dew this morning, but hopefully it looks like it's a a beautiful day up there in Brisbane. Talking to a few people up there. So hopefully it's some drying conditions there. So uh, it is going to be an interesting day for the punters, especially early doors. We might take a look at, the Doomben Cup to kick off proceedings because Zaki goes around as the short price favourite and he's odds on with most markets at the moment, Jules. How do you expect this market to play out? Because when you have a look at the speed maps here, along with the stable mate, they look to be the only horses here that can be dominating up front in in this year's Doomben Cup.
0: Yeah, it does look that way, doesn't it? And You sort of think Marion sort of drags it across from those wide gates. You think that's how it sort of settles Numerian leads. Zaki sits outside and it's where the James wants to then decide to try and wrestle that lead off Numerian, which I don't think he probably will. But what I will say is that um, you're right. He's odds on across the board everywhere now, Zaki. But if you like him and you want to find a better price than the red, you'll get it at some stage throughout betting. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the last five or 10 minutes of betting. There could be a big crush back towards him. But at some stage throughout this day, before these gates open, he's going to get black figures. You're going to get the 210, something like that, I think, about Zaki, the way it's
1: moving. So how do you read uh, that then, Jules? Like, uh, when do you think that will be the case? And, and and why do you suggest that we might get, what, 210, 220 with the champ?
0: Yeah, just from what you can see um, on the exchange right now, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it gives you sort of really good guide for the punters out there that they're sort of new to this, that, that it gives you a good little move of, where sort of horses might firm up and where horses might get a little bit soft in the market. and um, So I think that's how that plays out. And and the other one that like that has been back is New Merian. So it's sort of been $17, early doors, then sort of $13, but now $11 yeah. and pretty solid, that $11. So that gives us also a, a bit of a feeling of how maybe these bigger punters think this track's going to play and, and it might be that you have to be on speed, which, you know, that's no secret with Doombin, but... If, you're thinking, if they're backing the leader um, in a race like this where you've got a short-price favourite, then it sort of gives the guide that, okay, throughout the day that around these circle races at Doombin, they're thinking on speed's going to be the flavour. The three-year-old, if anyone's got any interest in the three-year-old, Komalika, who's off, obviously coming off the foot abs just last week, absolutely friendless. So yeah. sort of $7, which was very skinny, put up Wednesday afternoon. Uh, now $11, and if you like it, you're going to get better than the $11. So that's the big big hole in the market that um, it looks like it's going to continue to drift.
1: And I think you make that really good point there. That's what the bigger punters are thinking. So they're backing horses on speed here, like a Numerian. And then Chris Waller's been adamant in the media that Cova Leaker, they just take their medicine and they go back because they can't afford to go forward and risk having a really tough run with the Queensland Derby in seven days' time. So they'll take their medicine go back. Chris Waller did point out if he did draw well, he would be a horse that he would believe that could be right in the finish. But barrier draws and trying to read the play profiling a horse in this situation here, Jules, is, is important, I think. And you can see that the market's quickly adjusted to that.
0: Yeah, it's crucial, to be honest. I mean, you find your map and you work out where you think these horses are going to settle, especially around a track like Zoonman, which does play a certain way. I think it's a slight little edge before maybe the rest of the population do their maps and things like that. And Yeah, there's no doubt from this wide draw this horse is going to go back. It's not its grand final today and they've probably been building for a long time to the Queensland Derby. They've had an issue and now they've got to try and nurse him to get there. So they're chasing their tail a little bit and all they'll need now is more or less just a a bowl over run to, to, to tick him right off for the, for the Queensland Derby and hope he comes through the race today okay.
1: I'm fascinated to get your thoughts on how the market's doing with I think nearly the most interesting horse anywhere around the country this afternoon, and that's the 11 in the Dubin Cup, and it's Juaz. Now, you go back to the autumn just over 12 months ago. She was the hottest horse in this country. She won that Wait for Age contest there in, in New South Wales at Newcastle during COVID. And then she bolted home to win an Australian Cup. And then she had that heart fibrillation in the spring and nothing went right. And she just wasn't the same horse. Now, young Edward Cummings, based at Hawkesbury, didn't run her in the autumn. And then he's given her a few trials. And she's first up in the Hawkesbury Cup. And it's been fascinating listening to our experts or form gurus here on giddy up and se and track when i've had a chat to him this week jules and you've yep. dean Watling, he doesn't want a bar of duaz and then um your great mate and nicholas ashman from the beaten favorite.com he's been impressed by the trials he, he's loved what she's been able to able to do past the line so i'm interested to see what this market does with her especially from this inside gate
0: yeah and i think that's Probably going to be a little bit in her favour. I know that she doesn't find a spot ever, but rails in run at Doomben is, you know, luxury, and the bigger players see it that way. So that's, I think, going to hold her price instead a little bit. Now, Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever these markets went up, she was $11. Now, so she's got soft from there. You can say, oh, she's 11 out to 15. But she's sort of been hovering at that 15, and it doesn't seem like there's that much big of a ceiling. I don't think you're going to get 20-plus about you, ask. Unless, obviously, the rails are right off at Doomben, and then, you know, she's going to be three back the rail and it's just about impossible for her to, you know, get into the right part of the track. But I don't think that's going to happen. So it seems like $15, $16 might be the ceiling for her. I don't think yeah. you're going to get much bigger about her. Now, um, you know, it doesn't seem a, a sensational prep for a Group 1 over 2,000 metres in, in my eye, but... Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to get $20 plus or better. And the only way you do get $20 plus is, A, you parade poorly, which I don't think is going to happen, and, B, rails is going to be off, which, again, I don't think is going to happen.
1: Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six, Jules, I've got a question for you. This is from David regarding Zaki. So you say that we'll get 2 dollars twenty two dollars 10 There's a few odds on favourites before him. Does the market adjust because uh, – the multi players are going well and they've, they're going into Zaki or doesn't that really affect the market before a race? Oh, it can
0: have some impact on the race. There's no doubt in that. I mean, the bigger bookmakers and stuff will have big liabilities with their multi. So if, if there's three or four shorties that um, are rolling into Zaki, no doubt that plays some impact into, um, you know, the liabilities for bookmakers. So, then they're going to try and tighten the price up of these kinds of horses like Zaki, and uh, and that's that's what happens. But it's not, a, it's not a big overarching issue, but it does have some impact on the prices late in the day for those shorties.
1: I know you love this, Jules. Golden Boom has been the boom horse this week. They open up at 350s into around, I think the best that you can get is around 210 now. What are you doing with this horse, and what have you made of his move? in race number five there for the three-year-olds, the Derby McCarthy there in Brisbane this afternoon.
0: It's significant. Yes. Um, And we think about doing a lot, but this gate one I think is just gold for a horse like this, and the market's gravitated towards it. There's no doubting that. Really solid. I mean, I I don't think it gets into the red, but it's short now, isn't it? I mean, if you're putting up five to two early doors, and I know there's been scratchings, uh, so there's probably been some deductions there throughout, but it is very solidly back. There's no doubt it's the best back runner um, at Doombin. And, look, I don't think you're going to get better than 215, 220 from what I can see across the board now. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really, they're really latched onto this horse. And, uh, again, so it, it points us into the direction that they think rails in run is going to be a, a really important play at Doombin today. So it might be worth looking at horses that have drawn one, two, three, probably throughout the rest of the races and see if there's any value there that might not have been identified yet. But um, this horse in particular, drawn gate one with its form profile they want to be with.
1: So golden boom, they bet three fifty at the start of the week. And as Jules just pointed out, it's been the best go throughout this meeting so far anyway, in Brisbane. And Tony Golan joined me on giddy up there on Thursday. And he was just, this is the best for the, day. this is the best of mine for the day. Clearly And he didn't hesitate. So he's always had a big opinion of his horse golden boom. So, It'll be interesting to see what he can do. Jules, I had a look, and I'm I'm a man that um, enjoys doing, following the racing and, and having a look at um, some races, but it's difficult to cover all of the races right across the country. But I had a quick look at race number two because I'm a fan of this horse called Brigantine. And I know that they, they better price their early doors, but I deep dive into this race a little bit. I know he's got an awkward gait but Jimmy Orman will go forward on him. I think, I don't... I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat in Brisbane today. Are they coming for him? I know that they came for him um, in the middle part of the week, Brickett team, but he just looks well-placed here for mine.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing when you're doing your map. So you see this horse draw a wide gate and you go, yep. oh, okay, it's terrible. But, but if if this horse has got the ability to be on speed and then there's not much else and it can sit OSL outside lead, then it takes away that disadvantage of the wide draw. So automatically after 200 metres, you forget about where it grew because its positioning run has negated that. So and hence why I think um, the the money has come for it. I will say that two dollars twenty five, two twenty you can see right now, I think you're gonna get better than that. Okay. I mean the damage has been done. This is this is a good go. There's no doubting that I'm not saying this horse is going to get super soft in the market, but I think you are going to get better than the two twenty five you can see right now. If you were the person that missed that early price and you'd want to be on, I don't think there's any need to rush in right now. I think throughout the day you're going to get better than that. But I think it's a good point you raise that don't just look at a wide barrier and go, okay, well, that's that's terrible around Dooman or, or whatever track might be, like Caulfield on a dry track. Um, if you can get the position where you want to be, it's irrelevant. And after 100 metres, we'll find that out probably today.
1: And for the Saturday punters, punters listening this morning, Jules, and they don't get a chance really to analyse the markets on a Wednesday. They, they just enjoy a pun on a Saturday. And they're, they're listening to us this morning and they hear that Brigham team. we could have got $4 on Wednesday or Thursday and we could have got, what, three fifty with Golden Boom. And they really like those horses today. And then they think they get dirty with themselves or, you know, that feeling as a punter in the state, I can't take that price now. I miss the good price. What would your advice be to them?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one because I think the headspace of a punter is just so important, especially for a punter who's just playing on a Saturday. Um, they they bet sporadically. They don't bet all the time. And when they do over the bet, they, they want to they get a good run for their money. You know, I, there's times when you don't want to be taking crazy prices that are poisonous. But with with a horse like this, that if you've, you've liked it, it's irrelevant what's happened Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. If you've missed it, you've missed it. Whatever price you think you want to take, just take it. Now, that's hard to get your psyche around when you see your mates getting, oh, I got $4. And you go, well, I've got to take $2.50. But, if you still think it's a good bet at $2.50, it's a good bet. And that's what you've got to try and get your head around that, you know, forget about what someone else has got and wish them luck and and have an enjoyable experience for them. Um, But you've got to do what's best for you as well. So um, don't worry about kicking rocks, just try and find the gold.
1: And and I think they're two separate different ball games, punting midweek and then punting on Saturday. And I don't know about you, Jules, but... Um, learning this caper throughout the years, I would probably recommend people, you like unless it's complete overs on a Wednesday or Thursday, I think the best way to punt would be on race day, and the later the better, because then you, yeah. can, you get all the variables placed in front of you, and you've got more um, opportunity to get it right because you've got better information to make a better decision.
0: I 100% agree with that. There's no doubting that what you say is correct. And to be honest, you can see these markets for Saturdays that go up Wednesday and, and Wednesday night, you can see occasionally there's some errors from whoever it may be. and, and, and But they last for not very long, to mm. be honest. They last for five minutes. So if you want to play in that ball game, I think it becomes extremely... Um, Frustrating. Pretty, you know, yeah, absolutely. Frustrating, hard on your mental space. And, <laughs> and so you got to, you know, work out what you want to do with your life. So I don't think you have to worry about being in that space and you can just... As you're right. As as you say, I mean, you look at what's happened, you know, Wednesday came out, we're on a heavy nine at but Now it probably looks like we're going to probably play on a, a soft five, good four. We know everything that's going to happen uh, for those three or four days. It's, it's given us more information and we go from there. Plus you get a little bit more market intelligence, which I think also adds to, you know, the pieces of the puzzle. So, um, yeah, there's many different ways to skin the cat, but I think uh, holding off sometimes is... Is very beneficial.
1: Now, Jules, just before we wrap up Dubin, the BRC Sprint, you win this race, you're into the biggest race in Brisbane, the Stradbroke. It's a tough race for punters to work out. I think Cardinal Gem's got an awkward gate. We're talking about rails and run. Surely he starts better than the price that we're getting now.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right there, um, that you're going to get a better price about Cardinal Gem. I mean... A horse like Bacchanalia looks like it possibly could tighten up. I'm just yep. trying to get my screen to, to yep. roll over. Here goes. go. So what is the market actually doing so right got,
1: now? We've got Cardinal Gem that's been solid throughout the day. Like he surprised me a little bit. He had good backing midweek and now he's around, you're probably shopping around $5 with most markets. Scalopini that has to carry $60 um, is around that $5, dollars five fifty 50 quote. And then you go down to a horse like Cold Crush who gets a low gate, and it's around that six dollar quote. Bacchanali has had some good backing. Um, he's as low as seven fifty with some shops, and as high as ten. So, it's an interesting market because a few of the emergencies that were in the market have come out, um, like a Clemento and a Munemac, and those type of horses that took up a bit of a percentage. So, an Exolita's had some good good backing. I know that we've had Chris Nelson and also Nick Ashman tip this mare, um, but she's drawn fifteen as well. So. Yeah. It's it's an interesting race. No, it is. And
0: I've got it now, and it's it's very open. And look, I think, again, you look at what's sort of going to firm up, and it looks like Coal Crusher. So we know that horse can sort of sit on speed. It's drawn gate three. So, again, it's getting back to what do we think is the pattern before even we see a race? What is the market trending towards that's telling us how we think this track's going to play? And it seems that it's going to be playing rails in run on speed. And that's without seeing a race. And that's what the market seems to be doing. Cardinal jam's solid enough, isn't he? Like um, At that kind of pricing around $4.80, I think he's going to get better than that. He's going to at least start with the five in front. is an interesting horse. Um, he's pretty solid around that $5 mark. We know he can roll forward from sort of that gate 11. Um, so even a horse like Lady of Honour right down the bottom, uh, a little bit of support there. We know that horse can roll forward as well. But in saying that, you know, he's 21 into 16. I think he'll probably get better than the 16 as well. But... Um, a very open race. It'll be the most open race at Doomben for sure, Gaz, and a really intriguing race for horses. Probably not up like not just today, but after today to where they actually end up.
1: Hundred percent. Nine twenty-three. We'll take our first break. This is Winners and the opening bell. Gareth Hall and Jules Valens from FoxcatcherIntel.com with you on this Saturday morning. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join our conversation. We'll open up the lines. In about twenty minutes time, one three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty eight. Jot that number down, one three hundred twenty-three fifty-five forty eight. And I love this from one of our listeners. It's simple, Gareth and Jules. The person who gets the best price shouts, if it wins, we'll take a break and come back with plenty more straight after this.